Hello, and welcome to another episode of Two Beers, Please. I'm your host for the episode, Matthew Phillips. He's Yannick and Karnasau. We're here to talk about sports and what other, other random crap that will most assuredly get brought up. You never really can tell. Uh, Yannick, we've got a lot to talk about. NBA season picking up. Playoffs loom. There's about a little less than 20 games for basically every team. It's about last quarter of the season. <coughs> so we'll talk about that. NFL draft talk underway. Always a special event for us to talk about as it was our, our first episode way back when. Oh, back back when we were just young, young podcasters. The uh, the MLB season still in peril, of course. And then the big one. It's officially March. I got college basketball already on the screen. I got the Florida Gators and the Vanderbilt women playing in the SEC tournament. I got Little Rock in South Alabama in the Sunbelt. I had to check what conference they were in. Uh, sorry, my, my uh, to be fair, my Sunbelt knowledge is, is lacking. But March is here, which means it's it's all college basketball. We're going to talk about talk about it all. Talk about the conference tournaments that, like I said, some are beginning. Uh, most of the major ones will be underway next week, at least for the men's game, and uh, we'll make our picks. the The picks are have, have heated up, Jan. I'm sure. I watched that Saturday, and it was like. I mean, I, I picked some upsets as well, so I didn't get completely slammed. But uh, but it, I I was watching that Saturday and be like, ooh, my lead is gone. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> we are. We are. I can tell you that now. We are completely even. 12, love 12 and I 8. I love it. That's how yeah. March should be. Even yeah. Steven in March, baby. That's how it so, is. <laughs> this will – actually, I guess this might, this might have to be our last week because we won't really know. Well, we'll, we'll figure out a way to pick some – games maybe yeah. we'll be able, we'll give ourselves points if you like pick the conference tournament champion i, I, I don't know Ooh, of course I love that. and Jan, uh we we will be celebrating march in style uh we were just talking about maybe trying to get some acc action they'll be playing in the barclays center next week but we will be next week at this time yeah yeah right now we'll be right enjoying now. the second of our game at the big east tournament first time i've ever gone to the big east tournament at msg i'm absolutely pumped I am so pumped. It's actually the first time I've watched conference play in the Big East. And the last time I tried yeah. to watch was when we tried to go and the pandemic shut everything Two down. Two years ago. Two years ago. This is a whole this is a whole circle for us. We're like this is the Brilliant. two year cycle. This is really great. And uh I'm excited to get there. And you know, Big East, I I am manifesting a Marquette viewing i am manifesting getting to watch my team my unofficial team shaka smart i really do i really hope i hope so like two game thing we've got we got a good chance we got you know about a 50 percent chance i would i guess i don't yeah i don't know what the odds there are but we have we have a solid chance we have a solid chance and i've already decided that if marquette wins the big east title that i'm gonna get a marquette shirt and wear it for march madness games apart from when i was playing obviously Dude, when i was playing if I'm they have just marquette themed shirts there like i think you have to get one i think so anyway. i think yes like, that's see there you go that's i love that's getting true. those sort of shirts anyway i'm definitely gonna be getting a tournament shirt i love wearing that crap i did i gotta see the, the big 10 tournament the Hawkeyes played two games at MSG a couple years ago with my dad, which was a, a, a awesome experience just as like a sports fan and a Hawkeye fan. But as just like a fan, like the Big East and MSG is that's that's as good as it gets. Like mm. that is the especially when you're talking conference tournament. Like there's no other conference tournament 
that you're like, that's the one I want to go to. And I think this one, we'll talk about them later, but I think this is going to be a good, a good tournament. I agree. I think it's going to be close. And uh, I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot for a lot of these tournaments going yeah. through now. But uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. To be fair, it would be tough for it to be crazier than last year, unless Georgetown goes and wins it this year because Georgetown's somehow worse this year than they were last year, which is really a, a shame because if there's one man who had so much success at MSG as a player, both professionally and in college, it was Patrick Ewing. And it's it's tough to see uh, him at Georgetown not not totally panning out as, as I think we all would have liked. I'm a... It could still happen. I'm sorry. It's the Big East, baby. It's the Big East. Step but up. Teddy's whoever. coming back next year. We're not yeah. getting rid of him yet. Yeah, I think. He, I mean, as they sh- he gets he gets a buy. He gets he gets right. a pass. You know, he like he the, does. He gets the longest leash. Like he's Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. He gets the longest leash of all time. Like that's if I'm trying to like that's if Luca Garza came back, but times a like times so much more. Like as much as I love Luca, like he. It's not what Patrick Ewing was, but yeah, we shall see. It'll be a good one. Guys, make sure you are following the Facebook page, Two Beers Please, the Instagram, right over there by Yannick, Two Beers Please underscore podcast, the Twitter, Two BP underscore podcast, and make sure you're liking, subscribing, review, 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 do it all, please help us out, help us out, ask not what you, or not, ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for the random podcast that you listen to. That's, wow. Did you I just invoke yeah. JFK? That's crazy. That's that's where we're at, folks. That's the yeah. that's the big head of steam we have. During, <laughs> during these trying times. That's uh, what I should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, there's a difference between right? now when JFK was around, right? Russia's still causing a bunch of problems. Like, we're all, it's the same except stuff. R, except RIRFK sucks. Yeah, our, our Robert because. Kennedy was the fucking man back in the day, and this one's just a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, that's <God>. true. That's true. <laughs> I, everyone around is just like, nah, we think you're crazy. But uh, I'm not even going to get into it. What a shit hell. Jan, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I, uh, the weather, the wet, I hate to start with the weather. It sound, makes me sound like such a Midwesterner. But like, I, we do almost every day. Every every do. episode, I think we remark on it, and I love it. Hey, it is who we are, and the weather is a big part of my mental health. It just is. So hey, I, it's it's like you ask me how I'm doing, I'll let you know. And most of the time, it's based on the weather. The weather is nice. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling a lot I, better. Yeah. Yeah, feeling a lot better. And uh, like I said, excited to see my first conference tournament action. I've been paying a lot more attention to basketball now that football is wrapped up uh, and kind of learned a little more following a couple new podcasts that I haven't listened to. So I feel like I'm very much more in the zone than I usually am, especially with some of these smaller teams uh, in comparison to the bigger teams. And I also am excited because I'm heading to Miami March 12th. Uh, So I'll be in Miami for five days which is exciting because I get to be obviously in Miami. I get to be with my grandfather, but my grandfather is a huge basketball fan. So I'm excited to watch nice. the tournament with him, and he's gonna he's gonna start riffing off his 70s, 80s college basketball knowledge at me, and that's always a treat, right? When the old when Dude, the old folks start giving you that, that info, that 80s Pat, you could talk about Patrick Ewing right there. That I will, you know, I will, and uh, I'm excited because uh, my brother's really into college basketball too. I feel and. 
So I'll, I'll be able to make it a family occasion for a couple days, which will be nice. And then 26, number 26 is coming up later this month. So, uh, you know, just getting ready for that. The, the big healthcare year. Yay me. You old, you old man. Ye old man. Ye old yeah. man yawn. <laughs> you old tw- 26, man. Mm. I wish I was 26. Uh, that'll be great, though. Miami. I've never actually been to Miami. Uh, probably because every never time I go to Florida, I, I just go I just go to Disney World. I'm just like, I just want to go and hang out with Mickey Mouse and be a three-year-old. Uh, well, older than three. If you're three, you're probably too short to really enjoy. Seven. Seven and a half. Um but that is a, a thing about March Madness. It's like kind of like Super Bowl. I think like even if you're not all that into it, like a lot of people still like will make a pick or like watch the game, especially because the games are just like on all the time. So like all of the camaraderie around it. Or I love, I mean, like last year, and I'm sure we'll do that this year, just kind of running around the city because since New York like isn't a like isn't a really team in the city that like people follow as much anymore. I guess. Suppose they're still St. John's, but their uh, success has kind of waned. And, and it's just you know because of what like the city that New York is. There's fans from every single team like going out and watching their team, like from South Dakota State to Wyoming to Villanova to Alabama, which is always a really cool thing uh, to to experience here. Yeah, I'm excited to, to to try to go to a game and have to bar hop three places in order to find a place to stand. That's always the fun part, right? And absolutely. Uh, no, I'm excited. I, I don't have I'm I got done with my major project that I was working on recently. So yeah, after after conference tournament week, I'm kinda of free. So I that's where I plan on spending my afternoons, either at home watching or out watching. And uh, we're gonna we're really gonna dive into this year. I, I really I want this to be I want this to be your college basketball podcast. This is the one where you're gonna get all the knowledge you want. Forget the others. This is it. Dude, that we had. Now we have to go to the ACC tournament. Yeah, that's true. Like we're, I, we're I, on the we're on the ground doing research for this turn. Like for the yeah for the NCAA's. We're getting scouting it. reports. <laughs> I I, I gr- drag a player to the side, ask him about the big shot at the end of the game. We start I'm dressed we start up just as like a... yelling at everyone. Hey, hey, Coach K, Matt, Matthew Phillips, Jonathan Carnesale, two beers, please. Can we ask you a couple questions? Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> Have you tried hard enough? And like, just like, kept doing that. So, if somebody would work, we'd get an interview with somebody. Especially if we went like, er, if we went earlier in the tournaments. Like, shit, who's who's last right now in the ACC? I'm gonna go look. Yeah, hold it. But <laughs> what I'll say is like, I I I I have a white shirt that's beat up and a tie that I can wear loosely around my neck. And there, there you go. I'm a beat reporter. Like that's that's all I need. It's like Georgia, look like slightly disheveled. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech oh, yeah. is four and fifteen. They're eleven and nine. Nobody's coming up from Atlanta to come see that. If we stayed at the Georgia Tech game and waited to get an interview with somebody, we I think we'd get one. Oh my gosh! Don't don't tempt us. We might. <laughs> that would be so right. fun. Hey, we got. I got to be gotta... honest. I haven't been tuned into the Georgia Tech. But I have to do some. Last last time I really was paying attention to Georgia Tech. I know they. I think they won the ACC tournament last year. So. I sort of paid attention that much, but the last time I checked, their coach was Josh Passner, the old Memphis guy. Is he still? And he's still there. Huh? There you go. You could just ask him about Memphis. Yeah. What do you think about Memphis? I got. <laughs> and this year. 
What do you think about like, weren't you, I think he was one of those guys that was like kind of embroiled in a cheating sort of scandal that oh, no. as they do in college, as they do in college basketball, just sort of disappeared. Yeah. LOL. Is, is Iona getting in the tournament? Do we know if Rick Pitino will be there? Oh, God, I hope. Right? I mean, that that's what I want is, is Rick Pitino. I think, I think, their... I think. I, I would say they they had a good record last time I checked. Last time I checked, too, I think, yeah, I think they were, yeah, they're on top of their conference. 16-2, okay, 24-5. Oh, my God. So, I mean, they'll have to win their conference because it's one of those smaller conferences. The uh, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. The MAAC. I should... yeah. Is that what, what it's called? What a conference. Yeah, I think so. Jan, what are you drinking today? Uh, you know, I'm finally, and I want to shout out to Ryan Collins, who who has been keeping us me up to date on his Super Bowl uh, beer stock, how how it's been faring. But I'm finally on the last beer from Super Bowl Sunday. It is here, so Good I've work. got I've got I've got one last I've got one last IPA that I'm finishing up here. Uh, it's a Brooklyn Brewery IPA. So excited about it and. I'm almost done with it, and uh, and then a new leaf turns over. Well, I'll buy beer for March Madness, and that beer will be themed somehow as well. So excited about it! What about you? What are you drinking? I have, I think, actually, there's no, I think, easily my favorite beer that I've ever had for this. Wow, uh, that's a big our podcast. That's a yeah. big, big, and it's thing. not even close. So what is it? This is oh, easily okay. the coolest. I was lit, so I was just in Whole Foods the other day, and. It was cold out. I was just trying to get some steps. So I was kind of just wandering through the store. I was like, I'm just going to go through every part of the store because I just need to get a little movement in me. I've been lazy all day. So I walked by the beer and I noticed this, Yannick. Oh Basically, my God. Bark? Barked in the future? Marty, Mc, Marty McFly, as a dog, Oof. bark to the future. I'm like, I have to buy this beer. I was like, I can't. Because there was only one. It was like just one of those like single little things where you can just pick up one of them and like make a four pack or six pack or you want if or you can just get one. So I was like, I only saw one. I was like, I have to get this, this beer. Yeah. Bark to the future. It's a, it's an IPA KCBC, good old Brooklyn brewery. And I'm like, I'm keeping this can for the rest of my life because I don't know if this has ever been established on the podcast, but I am a massive back to the future fan. Massive. Back to the Future is a great, great movie. Huge, I've, actu- huge I've actually, Matt, only ever seen the first two. I've never seen the last one. That's all right. I think as all long right. as you've seen the first one, it's okay. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. The Some th- people I, I are enjoy, like, what? I enjoy, I enjoy them all, but like the first one's the real gem. The other two are like more just like fun little zading yeah. stories. They're not Jurassic the Park. First ones. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's how good. it goes. It's a good. That's a good comparison, actually. Thank you. Because I, like, I, I like. Yeah, that's because I like the Lost World. I like Jurassic Park three, but like, I mean, I'm not. Not neither of those am I like. That's a great movie that you like got to see, but like, you have to see Jurassic Park. Right. Exactly. I and I think, I think maybe the other Back to the Future movies are better than the other Jurassic Park movies, but I think that, I think that as a whole, that it it is, uh, standing up. Going back to something you said though which is so funny about college, college scandals. Uh, 
Isn't it so funny that Art Bryles got hired for like a good 14 hours before getting fired Fuck again? Art Bryles. <laughs> this podcast, uh, another thing that needs to be established on this podcast besides my love for Back to the Future, fuck Art Bryles, fuck Sean Oakman. Neither of them should have anything to do with football or it ever again. Fuck them both. And that's all I have to say about those pieces of human garbage. Right. He says, fuck those guys. And that's canon. And, that- <laughs> and that's canon. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you got to play a character on this show. No. Down no, to my core, I hate both of those men. Yeah, I... And- I- I saw that and I was like, "What is going on? Why? Wh- why does Grambling need to have this this on their back right now?" And right. that they didn't. So good for them. Good for the people though that are associated realize. with that program to be like, "No, no, 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 no," because like they were gonna let it happen, and then everybody else was like, "No, no, this isn't happening." No. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the Sonic the Hedgehog eyes, right? They were like, "This actually works," and it's like, "No, it doesn't." What were you thinking? <laughs> Those eyes allowed an extreme amount of abuse and shit to You're occur. Right. That that's true. That was an unfair. No, comparison. no, no, no. I think no. I think it's a great. It's a great. <laughs> you can make light of a serious comparison. I I was just keeping the metaphor going. There you go. No, there I, you I, go. I, hmm. well, I think that's. I think that's. That's all. All fair play. All right, Jan. Let's get into some sports. Let's get into a little bit of just. It just kind of makes you. Shake your head, roll your eyes, especially with all the other shit that's occurring. But Major League Baseball, they canceled the first two series. I, I don't think anybody was really. I mean, everyone was actually like, "Oh, this is this is the big one." And now we hate Broadman. Who thought that the, those series were going to be played? I, like, I, I don't know why that was the time we were like, "Now we're really pissed off" because it seemed pretty clear that was not going to occur. Still sucks, of course, and, and it just seems like both these parties are about as far away as you could be at the moment. Uh, what sort of impact do you think, though, that this this layoff, this lockout, I guess, is what it's technically occurring? What do you think it's the impact that it's going to have on the game of baseball? It's hard to say, right? Because I don't think that this... Like, as much as this is the problem in baseball right now, like, because there's no games being played and there's games being lost... I don't think that this discrepancy in th- not discrepancy is like too light of a word. I don't think this argument between the owners and the players is the real problem with baseball, right? The real problem with baseball is that they're the only sport major sport in America right now that hasn't really made the changes it needs to keep up with the times and stay entertaining. Um, for viewers. And while I'm not like the biggest proponent of changing everything for the viewers, um, the game is the same as it was in the, in the 40s. And, and everything that is being done right now with, you know, putting in a million pitchers and, and the length of the game and the time, it's just ridiculous. And it's making it so that baseball is losing popularity steadily and, and you know, kind of assuredly. And that's the biggest danger to the game. Right. And I so I think the impact that this is going to have, right, the longer that the owners and the players can't agree on on certain things like this and you have seasons constantly at jeopardy, then the less likely you're going to have that you even start to reach a conversation about the changes that the sport actually needs in order to 
survive and thrive in the future, right? So they're obviously arguing over all of these things that are important to them, the luxury tax, you know, salary cap situations, and that's important to them. And without picking a side, though, I think neither of them are really touting the actual things that need to get fixed in baseball, uh, which involves a lot of the time of play situation, which involves a lot of the pitching chain situation. Um, so the longer that they can't even get this solved, the longer we're going to have until we see those changes in baseball. And that's going to put the sport more at jeopardy than not having a season, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I, no matter what, it's, it's not a great impact because, too, it, it, like whether it's fair or not, both sides are, are just going to be seen as greedy. Um, yeah. It, it, the billionaires are the greedy one in this in this party. The general public are, are, are not going to look at it as just the billionaires are the greedy one, particularly coming off of, you know, a pandemic where a lot of people have been hit economically like they did. So they're, it's it's not going to look good for anybody, uh, unfortunately. Um, and, and like you said, I, I think this isn't so much with what the impact will will happen is so much of like there there's real issues that they need to address that right. they need to make this game more exciting or pick up the pace of it. Or they, they clearly need to do something for the long-term future. I mean, I, I think baseball's future for the most part is, is like, it's tough to say if it's in danger. Like, I don't think it's going to like go away. I think it'll be popular for a long time. It's still going to be a money-making for a long time, but it, it's future is maybe like a premier game. I think is a little bit more, at risk and, and like coming down to, you know, a couple of decades from now, we think of it more in, in the realm. Cause like there's the big four, but we look at the NHL and the NFL as completely different things. And, and the contracts of the players say it too. I don't know contract wise of, of MLB, if that's going to be such an impact, but I do think popularity wise and just how we view it, like there's a chance that MLB becomes closer to, to the NHL, particularly with, with, I think a, a rise in soccer that's going to occur. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, this isn't in itself what the worrisome thing is, but the fact that like this is what they're kind of bickering about right now, and the billionaire like this is what the billionaires seem to be worried about, and not actually like their product is, I think, where you have to start getting worried about it. Right, I agree. I mean, to make an analogy, right, uh, the Lakers right now are in the NBA play-in, right. Are they going to fall out of the playoffs or out of the play-in tournament? No. But, like, does that help their sport when they're just having a first-round exit? No. So, like, I think their MLB is in a good position enough where, like, one missed season, for example, worst-case scenario, isn't going to automatically push them underneath hockey and soccer. While I see both of those things could have a rise, especially soccer, as it's a sport that I think there is the most room for rise for, uh, in the country, I that there's that's still a long ways off before we consider that. But the longer that they can't have this conversation, because this isn't even a disagreement, Matt. They're they're meeting each other, and neither of them want to even talk to the other one. It's just like, I, it, it it's yeah. it's such no, a I mean, situation the where like, here's here's what we want, and we're not going to budge at all. And right, and they don't really exactly need to, so and. Right. It's like we're become it's becoming the U.S. government system of sports where it's like 
you know, who cares what happens in the in the House because the Senate is deadlocked and they don't ever want to talk to each other about anything. So, like, what what's the point of any of this anyway? So it's going to damage uh, the opportunities that baseball has to grow and it's going to make it, it's going to delay it. Whether it, like, completely trashes the sport what remains to be seen. But I, in my head, already consider baseball like hockey. Like, I don't pay that much attention to it until the playoffs. I really don't. And yeah, but I, I don't think, think in the greater, like, sphere of how we view sports, I don't think. Because, yeah, I'd agree with you. I, but that's kind of more of just I'm not a baseball fan. I think it's still it's up there with the NHL. And I think it's probably more of the older crowd. But, like, for the older crowd, the MLB is still a very – they like the MLB more than the NBA. Everyone likes the NFL, the younger sub. I mean, I get what you're saying, but, like, in the greater – like, I think how people view sports – I would still, I would say probably the, for the older generation, they would put MLB as the second biggest even. Right. My point being, though, that I think there are those of us that aren't hockey inclined, for example, that are already starting to have that shift in our mind. I mean, it's, def, it's definitely nowhere near there yet. Like, it's definitely football, basketball, and then baseball in the country. Like, the general shift hasn't made, like, the general public hasn't made that shift together. But I definitely think there are there are that shift is starting to happen in individuals. And I think if baseball's not careful, it'll be a lot more synonymous, especially as those older generations start to die out, which they are, you know, and yeah, that's what will absolutely. happen. Yeah, it's it's a situation too that like I don't think seems I don't like I don't I don't think the season as a whole is in jeopardy, but it doesn't seem like it's anywhere close. Like, I I think we're still at least a couple months away. I do think the more like, because people did get a, even though it was obvious people did get in an uproar when those series were canceled. So I do think the more games that are canceled, it will put the pressure on both sides. So I, I'm optimistic maybe like a month or two, but that's, that's at best. And in, in, from what it seems like, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, one would hope it would get done by the end of this month, but that seems impossible. So I don't, and if it goes past this month, it also is like, who's to say it'll ever end? <laughs> like, this is the right. month for it to get done where there's the least damage, and I just don't see that happening. So I don't know. I think two months. That's, a good, that's a good point of, like, what's the tipping point of, like, once once you pass, was it Peyton's line or something? I can't remember. Some, some Roman thing. Once you go north, you're screwed. I think Caesar died from doing it. But once you go past a certain point, it's like, why, why would we – concede now right no exactly because it's like well we're already the players are going to be like yeah we already missed half the games how are you even going to make that up the, yeah. without it screwing us and the owners could be like we already pushed half the season so whatever it'll be very interesting to see especially too like there's the talk of of the minor league getting you know cut down quite a lot that sucks um, that, that really yeah, sucks i I'd, I'd like to talk to some Cause even too to me, just like the amount of guys that like, yeah, don't make it to the majors, but but play double and even just play triple A and like the amount of value that I think like those sort of teams too bring to I mean, as somebody who grew up in Des Moines where we had our biggest our biggest pro team in Iowa is the Iowa Cubs. And that team means a, a ton to to the community. And I think that's true for a lot of them. And I it's true for even those really smaller teams and smaller communities. Um, so I I don't. That that one worries me because they they fucked the minor leaguers so much. They did. So so 
if you had to make a prediction on the whole MLB season, do you think we're going to have like at all baseball at all is what I guess I'm, I'm curious. About yeah, I do. I do. I, th- I think a season w- I, I'd be surprised if there's no season. Um, I, I, I think, I think you make a great point of, like you said, like once you get past a certain point, why, why concede? But I think then almost the billionaires would, because like, the billionaires have a lot of billionaires have plenty of wiggle room. Like the billionaires can give up all this shit and be fine, and they'll they'll probably make a they'll probably make a deal. I hope so too, because like it's one of those things we talked about this before about like death sentences and in, in NCAA sports, and not having baseball has a lot of negative economic effects on, on people that aren't billionaires or millionaires, people that, that just work in the stadiums or even around the stadiums and the vendors like that. So you, you hope that the season does, does get going to, you know, help people that have been hurt a lot more in the last couple of years than, than anyone in this discussion. Right. And I think that's like the, the worst part of this all is like at the end of the day, the people being hurt most by it don't I don't, I obviously the players are, most affected, but some of the people being most hurt by it, livelihood-wise, don't have a say in this conversation, which sucks, which is just unfortunate. It really is, and for a sport who, I mean, like we said, it's it's already been not not trajectory-wise going, you know, and and the way you'd want your sport to be, this doesn't doesn't help you all that much. Yeah, let's talk about a sport that I think we both agree trajectory-wise is, is in a great place, and part of the reason is the young man in Memphis, Tennessee, who is just killing it this year. We talked about it before. He was going off. He, he's starting to do it again. John Morant, for you, where do you have him in, in the MVP discussion? Yeah, I have him third in the MVP discussion. I Honestly, you look you look at what he where he's brought Memphis like to third and like challenging second in the West. Memphis? It's like well, I think they're only, they're only like a half game behind the Warriors. They're right? super. I think they're super close. If they're yeah. they're at half or like a game, I'm, I'm maybe, but like a half close. game sounds sounds about right. And so you think about what MVP means. It, you almost want to give Jaw the first because who he brought Memphis to the top. And that's what the MVP is about. It's like who who's the most valuable player. I still have him behind Jokic. I think Jokic has always kind of been up there. Uh, and not want it, so I think his name will continue to be up there until he eventually, I think, will win an MVP one day. Well, he did. He won it last year. Oh, you're right. He did win it last year. Yeah, I, yeah, was, he did. It was, it's one of the most unforgettable because even the other day, like it's not that I had forgotten it, but I think I was watching like the jump and they were talking MVP stuff, and they're like, and of course, Jokic defending MVP, and I was like, oh yeah, oh my god, he won the MVP, I, didn't he? Well, I think too, partly too that season. Giannis took over so much in the playoffs and the finals. The, the season became Giannis's, and, that's and right. so I thought Giannis had won the MVP again. I just assumed because of the finals, but that's that's kind of that's true. Okay, so then, but I still think Jokic is do, playing really well for a Nuggets team that has been missing a lot of players. Has the Nuggets there in the yeah. playoffs, and I think this is going to change. I think because of the Harden addition, but you still can't ignore what Joel Embiid is doing in Philadelphia up until this point. I think at at the end of the season, he will fall out of that top three simply because he will have to do less with Harden there. Um, and I think that it just in terms of individual stats, that's going to affect him a little bit. Um, 
But I between but don't them, you think don't you think on the reverse if they win if his stats don't drop all that much and they start challenging more for that number one seed and they win a little bit more don't yeah, you think that would almost like help help him? Yeah, I mean if if his stat stats don't drop all that much and they let's say they very much could win the number one seed or be like a half game out of the number one seed, then yeah, I think that you'd have to put him one or two for sure. I guess I guess I'm expecting a drop off because of just how much the 76ers have been relying on him pre-Harden. So I think that they're really going to want to take that off of him, especially considering, you know, it's not like he's been the most healthy over his career. You know, they want to ease off of him before the playoffs and they're in a good position, especially in an East that it's like, who cares almost where you end up in that top four, five because all the teams are really good. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, you you definitely have a point. If the 76ers now t- really take control, which I mean, in this first couple of games with Harden, it seems like they will. Um, those, and those stats have not been, have not been hurt. You're right. You're right. That, that is the, part of the reason. And you know, I, I normally I would agree with you, but I think too, I've Seen Harden in Brooklyn, and well, obviously we didn't get to see him a lot with Kyrie and, and Durant, but even just the games, a few games they've played together, all three, and just with two of them, he is very much a willing passer and like not being the vote. Like, I think Harden's still going to be their main scorer each night, uh, especially with that pick and roll. So I think he still will get the stats enough. And I think as long as they keep winning, the other verse side of like anything, like if this, you know, first seven flames, like we've seen things with James Harden happen before. Then you start saying the other thing. But I, I agree. I have Embiid number one right now. I got Jokic number three. I, I got Ja just outside. I, okay. I, 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 number four is where I would put Ja. Uh, because I got to give some love to DeMar DeRozan. I just think DeMar uh, DeRozan okay. needs to get some love. So he's yeah. my number two right now. I think, again, I agree with you. I don't think this will probably be my three at the end of the season. I, I do think Embiid will hold on just because there's not a ton of season left to go also. Um but I, I think I think Jaw gets up there in the in the top three, and I think Jaw also with like like you said with their I mean they're right behind um, the Warriors in the standings, and the Grizzlies keep winning. Like I, I don't think Jaw win the MVP. I think Jaw has a good chance of getting the most MVP point MVP votes out of the Western Conference, like be, beating out Curry and, and Jokic, which I mean isn't a acknowledgement, but something to be said. Right, no, I mean that's a great point, and I think, I think, Jaw and Embiid, because as good as Jokic is playing, I don't think they're gonna get any farther up the rank. I don't see them making a run. Agreed. Um, Completely agree. But, but I see 76ers making a run at that first seed. Memphis making a run at that two seed. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if Demar Derozan can take the Bulls and like win that number one seed and like have the dominant stretch like he's been having. I, I mean, I, hey, I see that. I love that pick. That, I really, that really do. That 35-point stretch, like, I, you know, and I, I didn't like the Lonzo Ball uh, signing, mostly because I didn't think they needed to make it, and I was kind of right. He's been out most of the year, and they've still been killing it. Um, I, like, I think he's a good signing. He was just, you know, was like, I don't know if you need it. The DeRozan one I thought was a great one. I, I did not think he would be near this good or think the Bulls would be near this good, and it's, it's awesome to see. I mean, Chicago's a – it's one of those teams you just you want to be competitive, um, and good good to see them back. And and yeah, like you said, the East is it's wide open right now. It, like then I we'll talk power rankings later, but for the first time, I don't have the Nets in what I would. I mean, this is the first time I think we've given power rankings 
as far as, you know, I think about power rank, I think this is probably the first time I don't have the Nets in the top five. And, and partly is that is their struggle. But part of that is the other teams in the East playing well and, and stepping up. Yeah, I mean, I also don't have the Nets in my top five. I And that's because there's just been so many good teams this year on both sides, but especially the East is dominant. And I agree. When teams like the Bulls play well, when teams like the Heat play well, it, it just betters the whole conference because then all the teams are kind of getting this playoff-level experience night to night, playing all of these good teams in their conference. It almost makes you feel like they're going to be more ready playoff time like, versus the West. Like, I just think they, they will be. Um, obviously, that's making a big assumption, but I think that also... No, nah, but, I, it, but it, I think we've seen that over the last decade, the West was so much more dominant, and we saw, like, the West team was better in the finals. Right, that's true. And I'm excited... I, I, I for sure think an East team is gonna is gonna be the team that's at least well because no because the Suns are there so I don't even know if I would say for sure I mean I think if the Suns came back Chris Paul comes back and everything's healthy Dan but there's but. more I think maybe is is this the point you're making of there's more teams in the East that you can see hosting the trophy as compared to the West like I love the Grizzlies I don't know if I see the like I, the Suns. And even the Warriors, to me, like, I, there's just not a, a lot of teams in the West where I'm like, yeah, that's an NBA championship team. There's a few in the East. Right. I mean, the East just has the better teams. The West has some fantastic players, which is great. Like, you know, Warriors, without Steph, what are they? A seven seed, maybe? Like, I just, I don't, they have Steph, which is great. Without Job, the Grizzlies aren't in that conversation. But, like, you look at the Heat. The Bulls, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Cavs, they're all these great built teams. So I think that they can, they're going to, here's what I'll say. Whoever comes out of the East, that's who I'm going to be more excited about in the finals. They might not be the better team, but I think whoever comes out of that scrum, if it's the Nets, I think that it's going to be the most exciting team that, that is in that final team. Well, and kind of like you're saying, they're, they're going to look so impressed, like whatever they get through to get to they're the They're going to have a run. Yeah, you're gonna be like, damn, that team just like went through a gauntlet, and and I don't think in the NBA it's one of those things where like, oh, now they're gonna peter out in the finals. Like these guys are are too good. Like so, it's yeah. it's yeah, I I completely agree. Let's talk on the play in. It's one of my favorite things. I'm so glad they adopted it. I, so I think fun. it's awesome. I like yeah. It just it just adds a little bit of excitement and I, I, you know more hoopla of the season. I love it. I love it. Adam Silver. Keep on innovating. This MLB, you see shit like this. You know, you make it a little. I guess they did. I guess they did add like a wild card game, which has been fun. But whatever. All right. So yeah, the teams right now in the play-in, Nets and Lakers are our teams. Nets certainly we expect to kind of turn it on, especially now that Durant should be playing tonight. I believe is back from injury this evening against the Heat. Um, Lakers, you're still never going to really count them out. So regardless. Forget the Lakers and the Nets. The other six teams that are currently in the play-in, out of those six, which one of them do you think could make the playoffs and then make a little noise in the playoffs, even, even if it's just winning one you know, playoff uh, series? Uh, funnily enough, it's the team that uh, has been so good, but like we just knew would falter at the end. Uh, I think the Clippers are the, that team. I think the Clippers... They're currently four and a half games ahead of the Lakers in the eighth seed, and that's without Kawhi, without Paul George, and with Norman Powell playing, like, two games, something like that. Like, he hasn't played either. Uh, and I think they're one of those good-built teams. You know, I think 
Uh, they got Marcus Morris. They got Zubac, who's, who has been just, like, having some great games. Terrence Mann obviously had that game against the Lakers recently. Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard, Batum. They have a lot of great players. So I think if they can get some of those star players back, they're already in a good position to win the play-in and then, you know, upset a team simply because they're doing decent without the full team that they're expecting. So obviously I'm not 100% up to date on what the injury situations are, like when people are coming back. Um, but I just think they have they have a decent floor. They might, not, they might not even need it. They might not even need it. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. They have a decent floor, so they only and they have a huge ceiling considering the people they might get back. So I, I, for me, that team is the Clippers that could really surprise people. Yeah, I put I put down two teams just in case we one of us had the same answer. The first team I put down was the Clippers, and and you talk about a team like a team that plays like a team. I mean, you just listed off all the guys that have had different that have been the winner for them on different you know nights, and and it's been really impressive to see. There, I love watching the Clippers oh. this year because because it is just a team. They just they just fight, and you're right. If you get if you can get Kawhi Leonard back, if you can get Paul George back, and and put them into a team and have that same sort of mentality, you you can make more than some noise. You, you can make a deep, deep run. So I'll, I'll go with someone else. I'll go with the Raptors and and kind of on, on the same sort of, of uh, thing of just – it's a team that plays so, so well together. Red, Fred Van Vliet, obviously his first all-star selection this year, absolutely ki- killing it. Siakam's had a, a little bit of a struggle of the year, but but still is, is such a danger. And Scotty Barnes has just – one of those prospects who was good at Florida State, but was a guy that you just like. Once he got to the NBA, you're like, okay, this 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 is the game you were made for. You you were made for for the big boys, and, and he's been so so impressive. So I think with their experience, they're they're another team uh, with with some killers that can make some plays. And, and Nick Nurse and and Ty Lue. I mean, both these teams also two of of the best head coaches in the NBA. I, I'd say both these guys top five head coaches in the NBA. I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, there's a lot of great ones, but I think that that's a very fair statement. And I agree. The Raptors are a great, great team, and they might not be as dangerous as they've been in the past sometimes in the Eastern uh, Conference, but I, I think they could upset any of these teams. I really do. I, I think that they have a good core. They're good, well-coached. Fred Van Fleet finally getting that recognition, which is great because he's been great over the last couple of years. And uh, they still have room to grow. I mean, Pascal Siakam still has not played as well as he can this season. So if he can, if he can turn it on into a playoff run, we know how good Spicy P can be. Spicy P, Spicy P. <laughs> what a nickname! It's great. <laughs> NBA nicknames it. are actually just basketball nicknames in general are a true, a true, true art. We haven't I feel like we're now. Nah, I mean, we still got the Greek freak. Yeah, we got, we got, freak. we got a couple. They're not, they're not all the way done. Okay, we got sex. We got sex land. We got sex land over there with the Cavaliers. I love that you could. When they said that on ESPN, they said that on ESPN, and I was like, I can't believe you guys actually. I can't believe the mouse let you do that. Yeah, I'm surprised but it didn't. I, like, I mean, it hey, may, I mean, you can get away with it. You're just like, yeah, we're combining their two last names. It's not. Let's talk about sex land, Jan. Uh, well, actually, just one half of sex land. Uh, how many times can I say sex land in a minute? That's the game we're playing. Uh, we're going to talk about first-year All-Stars. Again, we're going to take somebody out of the equation. We're going to take John Morant out of this question because if John Morant doesn't make another All-Star game, something horrible will happen. Like, it's, uh, I'm not even going to be like, I'll give you a million dollars because it'll be because, like, John Morant got hit by an asteroid. That, like, that's the only way 
Oh, he's no. going to be stopped. Yeah. Don't look up, That's John. Don't look thing. up. <laughs> Leo, Leo will protect him. Don't worry. There you go. Still He'll try anyway. Movie. We it's haven't great. talked about any Oscar stuff because mostly because I haven't they start watching some, some Oscars. But I can't now. I watch basketball. God damn it. Life is tough. Life, Life is, is tough. I'll tell you what. All right. So first year All-Stars. Life is tough. First year All-Stars. What's a guy who's a first year who you think is going to begin a streak of, of at least like five consecutive All-Stars? I went with Darius Garland. Uh, I think he's a guy that's really just kind of scratching the surface. Uh, and the way he plays, another guy that's just, I think his the guard position, the way he shoots the ball and pushes the tempo is, is just so perfect for the NBA and so perfect for that team that he, that he has. And the team is so young. You just expect Cleveland to, to keep on winning and, and keep on progressing and keep on being good for the next however many years. And with him as the ball, primary ball handler, like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, they, they might be the better players on the team, but Garland, you know, is still going to be putting up 20 and 10 every night because he's going to be the point guard. So I went with Darius Garland as a guy who I think is going to have a lot more all-star appearances in the future. I love that. Yeah, I also love that because of his team. It's like the Cavs in like a five-year span changed from a team that didn't know how to run their organization to a team that is like investing in their future. And that's like a big reason. To to everyone's like, oh my God, LeBron's going to go back to Cleveland because they're that good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, and I think Darius Garland will benefit from that don't trade away your players situation. You know, I think that that's definitely, I think that that's going to, be a, a good factor for him. So I love that pick. I went with DeJounte Murray. I love me some DeJounte Murray. Love that. Honestly, like, fair enough. He doesn't get all the noise in the world because he plays on a team that's still figuring itself out post-Kawhi. Like, they're still... Hey, they still and aren't. San Antonio, San Antonio, they don't get their respect. They don't get their respect. Fair enough. They do not get their respect. Um, but DeJounte Murray has been absolutely killing it. Every game he plays, he, he is balling out. He's... He, He's got the energy of Reggie Jackson and the and the rebounding ability of 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 anyone. I, it's just he's he's almost the averaging a triple double. He's of, just got the limbs. Of, he like the first time I watched because I I hadn't watched because San Antonio also just isn't like even when Timmy and Kawhi were there they don't get the respect they're never on TV so I hadn't watched him when he was like the last couple of years where there was you know a talk about how good he was and, and all this stuff. And when I first watched, I first saw him, I was like, oh my God, this dude's limbs just go on for forever. Literally. I I remember creating a little content piece for DeJounte Murray. And usually I, I try to find full body profiles of the players to put in this thing. And he's the <laughs> and he's the first one where I had to like minimize it. I was like, how do I fit I this do on? <laughs> how do I, I need this a story. He's he's listed at six four. I was just looking at this. I he play he plays like he's six 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 seven and and, yeah. and I mean obviously the length and all that is part of it but yeah no yeah I mean he's obviously he he you're right San Antonio doesn't get respect and that's why we're not talking about him as much but I think he's shown a great ability not only to lead his team in scoring and assisting but also on the boards he's got all three of those statistics uh, wrapped up in the bag and I think that he's a piece that the Spurs can either build around or another team can look to and really be I think like a great number two I think he could be a fantastic number two for somebody um and he's playing like a number one right now so I'm gonna go with DeJounte Murray I think it's it's not for not gonna be his only time the all-star in the all-star category I love that I love that pick and I love that pick too y'all because you know you know how much I love to defend San Antonio and I was worried that this next question I got for you that your answer was gonna be Murray 
So no, yeah. who is a guy <laughs> who is a guy that had their first appearance this year, the all-star game, who you're thinking, and this is no disrespect. It's just, you know, fun question. But who, who do you think most likely this is probably going to be, be your one all-star? Yeah, no disrespect to Andrew Wiggins this year or any year forthcoming. He's a fine player, but I I questioned him being an all-star this year, and this was his best season. So I don't know. I, do, I don't trust Andrew Wiggins all that much. I think he's had a great season. I think that is part of the reason the Warriors find themselves at the two spot right now, even though I agree with you. I don't know how strong of a two they are. Um, but I, I just think that he's going to be a fine player. Will he make an all-star team again? I, I, I don't, I don't really know. He's had so many inconsistencies up until now. And of course, like this is being a little unfair to him because I'm saying that this is going to be his best season. But I also think that there are stats to back that up. He, he had a lot of inconsistencies going in. Um, yeah. So I just think Andrew Wiggins had, had good job being an all-star. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a good season. I'm glad that he got an all-star. It's always, you know, good to get that. Um, but I just I just don't see that his ceiling is much higher than this, and I just think that there's so many other players with higher ceilings that will overtake him uh, as the years go on. So I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. No disrespect. No, no. This is... <laughs> I was like, why'd I ask? Why'd I put this question in the outline? Just so I, we can be jerks. Not just yes. bad. Whatever, they're fine. Uh, I, I think that's a, a great choice. The the one lone thing that might save Andrew Wiggins is the country of Canada. Uh, but you're right. It's he's got a bunch of ability. I, I hope he keeps playing well. Like you never want to wish on anybody to not be all that well. But but he's what we've seen from him the most part. Maybe he has turned the corner. But even you know turning the corner and being like a good NBA player and turning the corner and being a consistent All Star are two very different things. Um, right. And and so I think the the former seems plausible the or the latter seems plausible the former seems a little more outlandish i went with fred van vliet again all love i love you fred but i just think with the other guys mostly it, it just has to do with like a lot of their just like age uh not that fred's all that old 28 but an older first time all-star easily the oldest guy first time here uh and, and i think too with like toronto like if you ask me who on toronto is going to be an all-star next year Fred Van Vliet or Scotty Barnes, I'm probably going to say Scotty Barnes. And so I think that's probably part of it as well. Right. I didn't want to I, – I, Fred Van Vliet was my other answer, and I just wanted to be like, no, Fred, I, I want, want to say Fred. Fred. <laughs> I know. Not you, like, Fred. I have to do this. Oh, God. We're jerks. I was really – honestly, too, when I posed the question, I didn't really know who all was a first-time All-Star. And in my head, I was like, there's going to be someone that I just don't like. Like, you know, sometimes there's players who are just like, like Trey Young. I, I'm sorry, Trey Young. I got a bias against you. It's unfair. It partly is because you don't play any defense. But I, I dislike you more than I should. I apologize. It, it, I own it. But I was expecting sort of a player like that to be on this list. And I didn't really dislike any of them. Wiggins, I guess, would probably be my closest one. But I don't dislike Andrew Wiggins. He's right. Fine. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's. That shows, you know, we're, we're, we're not terrible people. We liked everybody. We didn't have someone we were going for, going for the juggler on. Um, it's us. It's what we have to do, guys. It's part of the job. We talk good and we talk bad about sports. It's what we get paid to do. It's what we get, we get paid no to do. No one. By ourselves and good, and good memories and friendship. Oh, gosh. This is, this is getting a little. After, <laughs> after I was a real dick to Yannick earlier. Okay, Yannick. Um, 
Give me your dream four slam dunk contest. All current players. Yeah, I'm going Jaw. You know I'm going Jaw Morant. After I agree with you the there. Other day. Yeah, I got Jaw as well. Okay, I'm going Anthony Edwards from from the Timberwolves. Love I that. I think I think he's got. He's just got. I know that he's come out and said I don't want to be in the dunk contest, but if he really cared about the dunk contest, I feel like he would go off. So I'm, that man throws down the ball violently, violently, violently. He does mean offense. He does mean offense to that rim. He really. He's does. like, I don't think we've had a dunk. I mean, it's like Dominique Wilkins sort of just like he's pissed off when he's going to dunk that thing. I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic to watch. I got to put Zach Levine in there because I still can't. I got Levine. I, yeah. I can't, I can't get Zach Levine's performance when he was in it out of my head. It's one of the best ever. He's uh, the best current winner, like in the league. Right. 100%. I, you, I guess you could, Dwight, Dwight had some great ones, but I know Levine's were better. Levine was better than Dwight. I think so. Nah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I, I feel uh, confident saying that. Yeah. And the last one, maybe I'm biased because every time this man plays, the Hornets reporters go absolutely off. <laughs> but um, but Miles Bridges is my last one. The I think he's one. a young guy. I think that he, he has that – he's got that ferocious dunk ability too. He he's does. Got, he does have that venomous dunk. So I those are my four. Who, who's, who do you have different? So, yeah, I got Ja and I got Levine. And then, and then I, I, I went with the star power. Uh, I, I went with Giannis just oh, yeah. because of, of the size and everything. Yeah, and like, he did compete in it. It was kind of a while ago. It was before he was really like a big, big star, and, and he didn't do all that well. But I think, I think now he'd bring a little more to it. And then, look, I want to see him do it. I want to see the king. I want to see yes! the James in a slam so dunk contest. I want to oh, see it. It's oh. never going to happen, but I want no. it. And uh, this is our dream. This is our dream scenario. So I get to pick whatever I want. Yeah, you hear that, LeBron? You don't have a choice. It's it's our dream, and we want it now. Uh, I, my, other, I, my other dream four would just be a bunch of white boys. Oh, that'd be nice. Like uh, Caruso. Luke Kennard. Uh, <laughs> Caruso can kind of throw down like decently, though. I don't want them to be like good dunkers. Yeah, Luke Kennard's a good one. Um uh, what, Garza. what about that Garza? What about that guy from the Hawks, the three-point shooter? Uh, what's his Porter? name? Yeah, Herder, yeah, Herder. Porter can kind of throw down. You might be able to throw. He he throw. I, I think he could surprise you on, okay. on some dunks. I think okay. he's a little. I think he's a sneakier athlete than than you would think. I'd say Grayson Allen, but he's kind of a tool. He is a tool. That's totally. That's totally accurate. He's 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 <laughs> he continued to be a tool through the NBA through his career. Yeah, it's, uh, it's who he is. Tool. Yeah. It's, uh, don't don't blame the scorpion. Don't blame the scorpion. I'm gonna do that every episode. Every episode. At some point. All right, Jan. Let's go. Quick power rankings. Top five. Start at number five. Go down to one. Boom, boom, boom. Give me your top five right now in the NBA. Okay, start from number five and go up to one. All right, so yes, sir. At, at number five, I have the Bulls. I think that DeMar DeRozan is doing really, really well. I love the the build of the team. I think there's a lot of excitement, which which will help them, especially in a dangerous Eastern Conference. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bulls, and I think they'll, they'll continue to hold up there. Uh, at the number four, I have the Heat. 
Uh, I think that the Heat are also one of those really well-built teams. They still got all the stars kind of that helped them in their Eastern Conference final run a couple years ago. So they've been there before. Bam Adebayo is just one of those t- players that continues to be underrated in my head. I think that he's really, really good. He's and incredible, he, dude. He's incredible. He he's is like, incredible. He's so, so good. And you're, and you're so right. The The amount of skill and, and things that that guy can do in the basketball with his size and stuff does not get talked about nearly like – there's a lot of big guys that get praised for their their skill and everything, and I don't think he he gets enough praise. He doesn't, and I and I still have nightmares about him one-handing Jason Tatum's dunk in the Eastern Conference Finals. I oh still God, have, that was I nasty. have absolute nightmares about it. I I that can never nasty. forget that. Uh, at the number three, I put the champs. They got to still. They're still in the running. They still got Giannis. I I still got to give them the credit, even though you know the regular season. There's still some questions, but I do have the Bucks. At number three, at the number two, until I see it not work, I got to put them there. I got this Philly 76ers. I think Joel Embiid, James Harden, it's working well. And as long as they don't start, you know, giving up on defense, which they really haven't, the rest of their team has played pretty well in considering. I think that they might have a good recipe Dude, there. Where the Tyrese Maxey, too. Is great. Killing it's it. fantastic. So I got the 76ers as number two. You know who trusts Philly in the playoffs? Not me, but like I have to, I have to give it to them right now. They're really, they look really good. good. They, look, they good. look good. And at the number one, gotta give it to the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think that they are the the best built team in the NBA right now. Uh, do they have the two best stars? No, that's obviously the 76ers. But even without Chris Paul after his injury, they've played very well. I think Devonte Booker just continues to get better and better, uh, and and they have a good coach over there. Uh, and I think that they'll still end up at number one, even without Chris Paul. So I think that the Suns are my number one. But if you see there, I named one West team. I named one West team in my top five. And that's that's I didn't name the Warriors for for a reason. So that's that's there. It's it's funny, too, because we have eerily similar power rankings. The only difference we have is number five. And it was partly I was like, man, I, I should throw another Western Conference team in there. I was like, I, I'm just going to like. Literally, no reason that I picked the Warriors over the Bulls or – yeah, I probably would have probably been the Bulls. I'd probably put Bulls yeah. at, at six. Uh, besides the fact that I was like, eh, I've got a lot of East teams, so I'm going to throw the Warriors in. Otherwise, Jan, we are exactly the same. Yes! Heat at, heat at four, Bucks at three, Sixers at two, Suns at one. I, I agree. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think the Heat, like you said, just, just such a complete team. So many guys that are going to contribute. The Bucks, they're, they're starting to play better. They are the defending champs. The Sixers, it it looks as good as I think you could have wanted if you're a Sixer fan. Um, and then yeah, the Suns. The Suns have been the best team throughout the season after making a finals run and really probably even being the better team in the finals last year. They just they didn't were. have a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I, I think with all the work that the Suns have done recently, you, you got to put them one. Um, but but. Like I think I think both of us agree that outside of the Suns, like even though I got the Warriors five, the East just looks so much more daunting. They do, and I, and past the Warriors, I mean, how many West teams? This might be fun. How many West teams do you have in your top ten? I mean, because I'm thinking I'd have the Warriors for sure at number six. I have <coughs> I have the Suns, and I think maybe I'd put the Grizzlies, but I I don't even know. I, and maybe I'm biased, but I think the Celtics are better than the Grizzlies right now. The Celtics aren't a terror right now. And the Celtics no, we'll, are at like we'll the find out, We'll find out tonight. We'll find out tonight. 
Memphis is in Boston. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I I but no, I think I, I think it's a good I think it's a good argument. Like yeah, the top well because I think the top six ish of the East you probably had to throw in there, and that's not including the Nets. Um, and I would throw the Nets I mean, in the top. And, and, and you I know like the grit, like the I think I would too. It's it's tough, and and the West is weird too because I'm like the Nuggets are are, are good. They're fall back there. Jokic just but like does he have enough help? The Grizzlies are still kind of young. The Jazz, I never trust in the playoff. Like, I almost feel like the Mavs are the second the or third best uh, team in the West to, like, to win the West. It's – the West feels just weird. To, the West kind of just feels like the Suns to me. Like, I I really will be surprised if it's not the Suns out of the West. Um, while the East, if you – you put a gun to my head and told me I had to pick someone right now. You might end up shooting me because I really I don't. It's it's so tough. And none of us want that, so don't make us do that, guys. Come on. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll pick one eventually if it really comes down to that. Oh man, Matt, this is just an arbitrary choice. Just pick one. Just pick one. I can't. Damn it! I knew yeah. this was going to happen. Jeez. Uh, no. How but did I, I even get myself in this situation? Yeah, but I, I, I love that, man. See, that's the best thing about this podcast. We, we might get at each other, but at the end of the day, we're almost exactly on point with these NBA rankings. I love that. That, was, that was pretty great. I, as you were coming down, I was like, he's going to – you, once you said Bucks at three, I, I, I was like, he's got the same. Because I was like, I don't, think he'll, I don't think he'll put Sixers all the way at one. Yeah, he can't. Sun's well been Suns were the better team in the final. Thank you for saying that. Suns were the better team. They didn't have Giannis, and it was Giannis's time, but – you know, that's, sometimes that's what matters in in bat. I mean, look, that Cavs team that came back against the Warriors, the Warriors are the better team. Ooh, they just didn't. They just didn't have the greatest player of all time. 